Welcome to the Thriving Faith Podcast, where we believe the Bible is true in its entirety and are here to equip Christians with biblical insights to live a Christ-like life. We inspire you to flourish in every area of your life, mind, body, and soul, to grow in the Word and closer to God, no matter what season you're in. Go ahead and listen in to embark on this life-changing journey to thrive as a Christian. Hello, welcome back to the Proverb Day Challenge, where we aspire to grow in knowledge, wisdom, and understanding of the Lord as we read through the book of Proverbs. And today we're reading from chapter 11, and I'm reading from the New King James Version. Oh, Holy Spirit. So I'm going to first read, then I will break down a lot of the details, share golden nuggets, and lessons that we can leave away inspired with. And yeah, so let's do this. Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, and a just weight is his delight. When pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. The integrity of the upright will guide them, but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them. Riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. The righteousness of the blameless will direct his way. All right. But the wicked will fall by his own wickedness. The righteousness of the upright will deliver them. But the unfaithful will be caught by their lust. When a wicked man dies, his expectation will perish, and the hope of the, of the unjust perishes. The righteous, the righteous is delivered from trouble, and it comes to the wicked instead. The hypocrite with his mouth destroys his neighbor, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices, and when the wicked perish, there is jubilation. But the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. He who is devoid of wisdom despises his neighbor. But a man of understanding withholds his peace. A tell-bearer reveals secrets, but he who is of a faithful spirit conceals a matter. Where there is no counsel, the people fall. But in the multitude of counselors there is safety. He who is surety for a stranger will suffer, but one who hates being surety is secure. A gracious woman retains honor, but wrathless men retain riches. The merciful man does good for his own soul, but he who is cruel troubles his own flesh. The wicked man does deceptive work, but he who sows righteousness will have a secure reward. As righteousness leads to life, so he who pursues evil pursues it to his own death. Those who are of the perverse heart are an abomination to the Lord, but the blameless in their ways are are his delight. Though they join forces, the wicked will not go unpunished, but the posterity of the righteous will be delivered. As a ring of gold in a swine's snort, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. The desire of the righteous is only good, but the expectation of the wicked is wrath. There is one who scatters yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered himself. The people will curse him who withholds grain, but blessing will be on the head of him who sells it. 
He who honestly seeks good finds favor. But trouble will come to him who seeks evil. He who trusts in his riches will fail, will fall. But the righteous will flourish like foliage. He who troubles his own house will inherit the wind. And the fool will be servant to the wise of heart. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. If the righteous will be recompensed on the earth, how much more the ungodly and the sinner. I don't know if you're hearing my daughter's screaming in the background, but let us pray and hope for better equipment and sound blocking noise for this room. Even when I am far, her leadership voice still comes in. But this was such a good read. It was such a good read. And since chapter 11, I mean, since chapter 10, that when we're reading that, it feels like the Lord is pointing us to righteousness. And that is what Solomon is writing about. And we see in verse 1, in Bible times, most business transactions involved the use of balance scales. And sometimes merchants ripped the people off by using false weights. It is important to know that, to God, that we are honest even in our business. And we can see, verse 1 says, Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. And honestly, even in our businesses, we ought to be honest. We may not use the scales much as the old times, but there are ways of business people in how to make profit, in how to pay our taxes, just being honest in those areas. And having a business myself and being a business person and entrepreneurship being my profession, honestly, I think a lot of business people get away with a lot. That would look like paying your taxes on time, paying the shipping, paying your employees well, having that at most level of honesty and integrity in your business. And we see in Vastu, it says, when pride comes, then comes shame. But with the humble is wisdom. And that calls us as Christians to be humble and have humility so we can have wisdom. And once you have wisdom, it feels like uh, humility is like a bonus and the cherry on the top. So let's ought to seek wisdom and stay humble no matter what situations we're in, even the capacities and the authorities given to us. And I feel like I can talk about each of us. These chapters are really getting me on having to like look into the depths of almost every verse so let's go to verse three it says the integrity of the upright will guide them but the perversity of the unfaithful will destroy them just like how we're talking about in verse one having honesty calls for integrity and integrity should be like our baseline guidance in decisions that we make and even for discernment itself and integrity is having to do the right thing even when the doors are closed. So what are the things that you do when you're alone at home, when you get to a place where no one knows you? What are those things that do you, you do? Do you end up lying? Do you end up cheating? Do you kind of just walk away like you're not a Christian kind of situation? Let us hold integrity to our highest standards as Christians. And verse 4 says, riches do not profit in the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. And we've come seeing from the past chapters that keep saying, 
the righteous the righteous people shall have prolonged days and that is because righteousness delivers you from death you have you have the righteousness you have a good relationship with god therefore you have discernment you have the integrity to uphold you Meaning, if you have discernment, you're not going to do the wrong thing because you're a righteous person, which is going to deliver you from all the ways of of life leading to death. And we continue seeing the promises of righteousness in verse 6, 8, and 9. Now, if I went on reading each of these verses, <laughs> honestly, we would take all day listening to this. But I'm just going to read out the parts that I highlighted in, the, in my Bible. Verse 6, which is the righteousness, the righteousness of the upright will deliver them. And then verse 8, the righteous is delivered from trouble. Remember what we just talked about? Humility and integrity. Because you're following the Lord and you have discernment. And then verse 9 is, but through knowledge the righteous will be delivered. Are you seeing the promises that I am seeing? That we're going to be... If I would be telling this to a child, like to my daughter, I would be telling her to be on God's good side. You got to seek him and walk in his ways. And one of the things I tell my daughter, lately she's been struggling to allow going to church. And I honestly don't know why, because church is amazing. She comes back excited afterwards. But the whole preparation of, hey, we get a dress up to go to church, she's been dreading it. So having to break down for her that this is what the Lord wants. And I keep telling her, whenever I would tell her, oh, let's dress up and go to church and dance for Jesus. She's like, no, I don't want to go to church. The first verse that I tell her, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord because that's a commitment that I made with God. I am a Christian and I am owed to raise you that way. So having to break it down for anyone, for a child, for a relative, for a brother, for someone who just got saved, breaking it down that this is a commitment we've made. These are the promises that we shall walk in if we stay righteous. And we see verse 15 says, He who is surety for a stranger will suffer, but one who hates being surety is secure. Now, surety is the state of being sure or certain of something where you, you know, hands down, you are sure this is something that you are well versed with. And it says, if you're very certain for a stranger, you will suffer because we only go to heaven on our own. We don't go for someone else. And when our parents get saved, we are not saved just because our parents are. It is a one soul decision, like a one person decision. So, it says here that if you make certainty for a stranger, you will suffer because you're not that stranger. But one who hates being certain and sure for everyone else is secure. And I have highlighted so many verses. <laughs> it is pretty surreal that if I just sit down and read them, I can literally speak life of this scripture into my life. And verse 16, I also highlighted, it says a gracious woman retains honor. And that means we ought to show grace to people. We show we ought to show grace to sinners, to people that have done us wrong. Now, this doesn't mean that you continually put yourself in harm's way and keep going back to the person who hurt you, but it means be gracious to them and to yourself and you will retain honor. It doesn't make sense to always clap back. And I learned this 
earlier on when I was a Christian. I got saved when I was little. I was around eight, nine years. But I learned this when I think in my 20s or around 18, 20s, when I learned that keeping my mouth shut and just giving everything to God was more an honor to me than a loss I thought I had counted. So it's good to see the Bible backing that up. And then verse 19, I saw highlighted, it says, as righteousness leads to life. So when, you, when you're righteous, you get to live life for a long, happy life with all these rewards. And also verse 22 says, as a ring of gold is in a swine's snot. So it's a lovely woman who lacks this discretion. And a swine is a pig. Snot is like a, the mucus. <laughs> so it's like a, a ring of gold in a pig's mucus. So is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. Imagine how disgusting it is to have to pick something from a pig's mucus. <laughs> and honestly, you don't want to be that woman. You don't want to be that woman. And it says, so is a lovely woman who lacks discretion. So let us have discernment. Let us seek discernment from what is right and wrong. In each decision, let us trust God to lead us and guide us. And to be righteous, we need this discernment because we ought to get the discernment from God, who is our ultimate lawgiver and who is the ultimate guide for righteousness. So my takeaways are so many. You should look at my Bible. I should probably share a picture on Instagram what my Bible looks like <laughs> for this chapter. It, it is a beautiful sight. It is nice that I'm learning and growing. And it feels like I'm going through a pruning season as I read through the book of Proverbs. I feel like I have made enough mistakes, even 20 years being saved. But here I am. I still have a long journey of still learning. It is a daily journey. It is a walk that we do every day. We pick up our crosses every day and choose to walk with Christ. So here we are learning. But the lessons I have today is to hold my peace and have a faithful spirit to be honest and accountable and just be just and be accountable and have counselors. We see in verse uh, 14, it says, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. So this shows that we need to have accountability, to have people that we look up to who can hold us accountable on this Christian walk in our businesses, in our lives, in our marriages. I mean, life is better together, right? So I've also learned to have accountability and be okay to have counselors and mentors and sit under leadership and discipleship. And this reminds me of the six months that I took right before I went to campus and I was doing discipleship classes. It was such an amazing time and I'm glad I really did it because here I am using the same tools that I learned then and helping other people read their Bible and also have leadership. I remember my husband and I took six months also and really laid down our feelings, how we felt about each other because he had to serve the Lord. And that was possible because of the leaders and things they had been through and they equipped us in different areas. And here we are. We're going to celebrate five years next week. And it's so amazing. It's exciting. And I've also learned to be gracious. This I feel like this is an area I need to learn more, to give more grace, especially to people that I do not know or I do not trust. But as a Christian, the Bible is telling me to be more gracious and also be merciful 
to do good and not sin. And I think on day three, day four, is where we read about that if you see something wrong and you do nothing about it, yet it is in your power and authority, that is a sin, according to James 4.17. So let's ought to be good and do good and be merciful and also desire to be good and let us be generous. Verse 25 says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will be watered himself. So let us be generous to those people around us, to those in need, to the friends who need that one hug or 30 minutes of our time. Let us do so. So hope you enjoyed this. I have like a lot of stuff I've learned from here. And you can also take time and read on your own and also speak some of these scriptures into your life. Yeah, hope you were blessed. Let me know what you've learned and how the Lord is teaching you about knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Hope you join us tomorrow for Day 12 and share this with all your friends and invite them to these 31 days of knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. Hope to see you tomorrow. Bye.